Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, breaking down all the craziness that happens Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Pacific Time on the CW. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Dave Child, and we're still at home, and I hope you are too. But we're cozy and ready to talk about a great show. <laughs> uh, thank you for taking time as you uh, journey forth to find new life and new civilizations, Dave. Yep, I do live on the Enterprise. I tr- you know, I was going to go on the Wave Rider, but I didn't. I decided to stick with the bridge of the Enterprise because the Wave Rider. It's it's crowded. It's crowded right now. <laughs> no one's on the old Enterprise, so I took that over. Well, folks, uh, before we get started, you know, make sure to like us on Facebook, give us five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. The chat is up and running. I'm sure many of you are already in there, but feel free if you're not yet, jump in there, get involved in the conversation. And uh, of course, if you're watching after a stream live, you can feel free to comment down below. Yeah. But we're breaking down a uh, season five, episode nine, Zari, not Zari. So, Dave, yeah. before we get in detail, what did you think overall? You know what? I It was okay. I feel like it had a lot of potential, and it didn't quite deliver. Like, I kept, they introduced a lot of stuff that I was really excited for, and they didn't quite pay off on what they were introducing. Like, for one, I thought we were actually going to get kind of a supernatural crossover of some sort. And it ended up just being the car. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I wanted, I so wanted it to be Constantine. And it's been a while since I saw Supernatural. This isn't a Supernatural after Buzz show, so it's okay. But like, I know there's the angel guy with the trench coat. So yep. I really wanted to have like a trench coat off between Constantine <laughs> and the and the other guy and like have that interaction happen. Um and also, but mostly, I was excited about them introducing, one, seeing old Zari, and also them introducing Charlie's family. Because as we've been talking about a lot, Charlie lacks kind of a lot of depth to her. And I was hoping a family, getting an idea of the family and her past, would add a bit more to her. So my question is, do you think that happened in this, in this episode? Uh, I, I, I was kind of let down. It gave me some of the more of the dramatic stakes that I felt like this season needed right. at some point to get us more invested about what's going to be happening. But True. I also felt like it, there were some uh, there were some hurdles that uh, the story didn't quite make o- make it over to satisfy me in the end run. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, Charlie's sister, uh, Atropos, we end up meeting her finally. This mm-hmm. episode, she happens to show up uh, a couple days after Charlie left the her band, The Smell, uh, originally to go with the Legends team. And she pretty much mm-hmm. just lays waste to everybody. What a sad sure. ending to The Smell. 
kills them all with her with her bone swords. She's got bone swords. And she's yeah. very Terminator. She's very Terminator like when she comes very in. True. Except she glows. She glows yeah. and that burns people out. I guess we find that uh as they've been saying all along, that to see their true form would would kill anybody. So we just see like I guess the true form is just I'm really, really blind. Uh, oh, come on. You knew that was going to happen. As soon as any character in any series, no matter what the series is, says my true form will, you won't be able to comprehend it and it'll blow your mind. That always means it's just a really bright light. That's, That's every true. single time. I've never had, I've never seen a series where someone has said that or have seen a godlike character and there's something other than a bright light in some way or form. Because so. I feel like it's the easiest way to communicate uh, danger, because all you have to do is just cut away to the victim's face, shine a bright light on it, and they just freak out, and then that goes, then it cuts. Right. And one thing I did like was you did get to see the the one member of the smell get the bright light on their face, and then they instantly, like, they looked happy for a moment. They were kind of, like, overjoyed at what they were seeing, and then terrified, and then they're head blows up it was very you know ark of the covenant and i think that's what all of these are kind of taking from is the ark of the covenant in the in the indiana <laughs> jones series yeah but at least they i guess they had the budget to, to face melt some of the bad guys yeah you know, like, this, needed uh, some, <laughs> this needed some nazi face melting like definitely yeah <laughs> so uh basically charlie's drinking away her troubles because she finds out about the smell being killed uh, but Constantine's all fired up. Got to keep finding these pieces of Luma Fate. Got to keep doing it. Uh, so while nobody else wants to go on the mission, he goes off solo. Yeah. 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 Rogue Constantine. Yeah, we have like, <laughs> he says like, I don't have time for your tears to dry, Charlie, which is, come on, yeah. Constantine. Come <laughs> on. And then we also find out that we actually meet both of the, I think there's only three like fate sisters and something and i think this is the first time it was confirmed that that lady down in hell with all the coins is uh, a member of the of the fate sisters yeah i mean i think people had been suspicious of it because i felt like why is she popping up but yeah this is the first time we get to really see like oh yeah that's the sister Uh, she's like oh what a good coincidence because i'm following constantine and i know exactly where constantine's going and that was a it was a strange way to reveal that information because it felt like it was kind of like hello sister (laughs) i agree it was it kind of just really undercut the reveal like we're supposed to be maybe surprised like holy cow this sister in hell is also a sister of charlie's uh no just yeah she's just there and it is so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it wasn't a big. I feel like they maybe should have saved it for another one. And I also kind of wanted a bit more. I am happy about the sister in hell because I feel like she has a lot of going on, and we're still going to find out more about her. But the sister who has played the biggest part in this episode with the bone swords, it feels like she's just Terminator. Like, she's just the Terminator. And I kind of wanted a bit more character with her. What did you think of her? Yeah, she didn't have, I mean, other than just like, I will stop at nothing to get what I want kind of vibe for her. Yeah. Uh, we got really nothing else about her. So, like, 
uh, from the woman down in hell and from Charlie than we do from her. Yeah, you said that we get more from the woman down in hell and from Charlie than from yes. her. Yeah, just in terms of the personality, like getting a vibe, like who they they might be. Uh, yeah. Like her, just like one note, like, oh, I'm just here to just take care of business. That's it. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Frank. Uh, so we get, uh, basically, she's pursuing uh, Constantine to British Columbia 2020, and Charlie and Sarah, once they realize Constantine are, is gone, follow as well, and uh, they end up uh, in British Columbia on a supernatural set, which was yeah. an interesting twist, but I also felt like, I don't know, in one way, tell me what you think, because in one way, like, Legends of Tomorrow, they, they, they make their nuts of crossovers that they're not really into the poke fun. So is a way of doing a supernatural crossover. The only star of it is the car. Is that supposed to be like their twist on that? I I I uh, I don't think that was the case. I my guess is that they probably share a lot of the same area. They all they're all recording up there. They're all on set up there. Like all of the all the CW shows and Legends of Tomorrow and also supernatural they're all kind of recording on so they probably are friends with one another and so i bet it was kind of an inside joke but i just i just wish we had just one like someone walking through set like you see dean for a second or something like it would just be nice to have one little like reason for them to be there instead of this kind of inside joke about how hey we use the same people we use the same locations wouldn't it be funny if we end up just there? And it would actually work with Supernatural because that gets very meta as well. There's like episodes of Supernatural where they're suddenly, you know, I think they have Loki or someone, I forget who, kind of puts them into different universes. And at one one of them was they wake up and they're on set of Supernatural and it breaks the fourth wall. So they're used to breaking the fourth wall in that show. So it'd be nice to have a little bit of that, even if it was just a hint of it, even if we just saw like them a little bit, but all we got was the car. And then like, I guess the, the hair and makeup team and the uh, crew <laughs> turning into zombies from the, from the tree, I guess. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I really don't know what the point of what that got them. Cause you could take out anything supernatural related uh, and you, the story is fine. I mean, it work, functions the same essentially. So I don't know what it bought them. You would need to have some sort of like, who's being turned into zombies around this tree, but yeah, so but you can plant any sort of town there, any sort of any time period. It wasn't even like very twenty twenty. It was something else. So it was very like, it was an odd choice. But I also felt like. This was an interesting episode because it almost had competing A stories. There's not really, there was one A story that was very intense. And this is kind of the A, it's supposed to be the A story or it would be the A story normally, but it almost felt like a B story to the Zari storyline. So that made it feel even odder. True. Um, well, before we wrap up the of course, yeah. uh, Charlie John thing, since you mentioned the Zari storyline, um, yeah, the Zari storyline is basically her uh, her waking up in Nate's bed at the beginning of the episode, and uh, she's wearing a night mask. I have you ever worn a night mask? 
I mean, yeah. I always like that it's a great television in private, but I've never worn one in my life. Have you? The one with the mask with the eyes over it yes. and stuff? Well, yeah. yes. Yes, I have. Sometimes I do. Really? It's Yeah, it depends really? on how late I want to sleep because I don't have blackout curtains. And I would say if you're sleeping <laughs> on a spaceship, it might be a good thing to do because you don't know if it's blackout or something. But I so I did not have any. Is that your beef for the episode? Is that is no, her night mask? Uh, wouldn't that be just the worst beef ever? That that's my beef. Oh, she's wearing a no night one mask. wears night masks. No one ever. <laughs> I I just never. Uh, I mean, I guess it'd be. I mean, certainly I know they exist. The people to use them, but I've never once encountered anybody in real life that has used a night mask. Oh yeah, so. every time I do, I feel like a delicate princess. It's quite nice. <laughs> Put a night mask on, just oof. just it says oh, nice. Diva on the front, and it's great. <laughs> uh, because I mean, it doesn't bother you. Like, I mean, I guess you get just used to it, you know. I no, it's that. it's it's like a pillow on your face. It's oh, okay. Like is that how they market it? It's like a pillow on it's your a face. Pillow, it's a pillow on your face that won't suffocate you. Night oh, mask. Okay. <laughs> also, when you said night mask, I the first thing I thought of was actually the exfoliator makeup and stuff that you wear when you go to bed got it and then but the sleep mask is what you're talking about oh sorry uh i guess that's how out of the loop i am on this listen frank know (laughs) the proper terminology (laughs) uh so basically what zari's realizing through the course of the episode is that more and more memories of the previous timeline version of zari who yes. sacrificed herself at the end of last season is uh popping up in her head and so bayrod says you know what hey anytime i want to try to figure out something i commune with the the previous totem bearers inside the totem yeah. so he basically I, channels it like a spirit quest for her yeah it talked about how great drugs are for yeah. a couple minutes which yeah. i was like whoa this is unusual for cw they're going <laughs> they're leaning hard into how great drugs are uh but uh I did. I thought that was a good device. I thought that was a great way to actually have see old Zari again and have new Zari confront old Zari. And it made sense in the world. And it was out because you're dealing with magic and you're dealing with totems where it's been established that totem bearers can talk to older totem bearers, bearers, which we've seen mostly to do, I think, with the Vixen totem. Mm-hmm. But we understand that's doable with people that have those totems. And I thought that was a good way to have that interaction and uh, and that Zari would want to meet the other Zari. Like, it kind of made sense. And what they're building up to is is good. I kind of forgot that she knew that they were a thing in the previous storyline. I guess it's been like a month since the show's been on. So yeah. when when uh, Nate was kind of like, oh, remember in the other storyline where we were a couple? I was like, oh yeah, he's he knows that and she knows that now. And I totally forgot that that was the case. But... Uh, For me, I felt like... I, I agree. I thought that storyline was interesting. But I guess because it was fighting with the Constantine, Sarah, and Charlie story, I feel like there were scenes in there that between the two Zaris that I wanted to see. Like they danced around a little bit about the differences. Like, oh, hey, in my timeline, my whole family was dead. Uh, and I yeah. feel like I wanted to see this, the current version of Zari, hit, have that hit or like, whoa, I, yeah. uh, all my family's dead. And I never got that. 
Right. Yeah. I kind of wish they leaned more into that. I feel like this was an episode with conflicting A stories. And so it made it so it was very, it was very difficult to focus on one and not the other one. And they didn't quite marry well. Like a good episode is one where all the storylines, the A, B and C storylines all kind of come together. This kind of does it with the A and A story by the end, which we'll get to. But yeah. in a very, it felt like a very, almost a very forced way. So it, um, so I agree. But but I did like seeing old Zari talking to new Zari, and I think especially that actress did a great job of like of showing how the two are different and yeah. having that interaction. And I do like how she got to find. It made me happy that it it had an odd feeling I didn't expect to have, where old Zari got to be happy that her brother was alive and like was a legend and was doing well. And I like how she's like, Hey, next time bring him in. I'd love to meet him. And I thought yeah. that was great too. So yeah. okay. mm-hmm. no, that's going to be a rough ask. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the other story that we do have that kind of just plays on the Oscars for comedic relief is Ava and Mick and right. Mick dealing with having this daughter that is, uh, that is angry with him because he ended up traveling through time throughout the entirety of her uh, childhood. So yeah. has no real connection. So Ava says, hey, why don't we just go back in time and plant you in key moments of her life so she has a better connection to you? I like that only because I realized how bad of an idea that was. <laughs> and then they they showed how bad of an idea it was. It didn't turn into like a good idea. You know, it wasn't like, it was just, well, all you did was show up for exactly a minute and then leave. Overall, you were in my entire 20 years of life for what mounted up to one day. Like, yeah. he's, he's, he spent that entire day just doing all these things and coming back in a montage. And that's not like, that's not good parenting. That's nothing. He should have spent time with her throughout time. <laughs> He should have said, like, instead of instead of me going, instead of having these brief moments, I'm going to spend my time, like, getting to know you at certain time periods. Every off time I have, I'm going to spend a day or two with you and then go back to the ship. You know, that maybe would have done it. <laughs> maybe would have helped it to just be around for a couple of days rather than just be there for a few minutes. Well, so. and I felt like even Ava at the end of it, basically said, hey, you know, what was really helpful is if you just even say that you're sorry that you yeah. weren't here for much of it because you've never once tried to apologize. Uh, but he also didn't know. He didn't know until she no. was 20. No, that's so true. I kept thinking about, like, can he just be honest about it with her? Like, does he have to be? But now it's even weirder because he's been there her entire life, but just in brief moments. So now he did know he can't use that excuse anymore. So he's like, he because he has been there her entire life, could try to explain, oh, it was just me trying to trick my way into being uh, your loving dad. So yeah, I mean, he's in a bad spot. I mean, I guess like if you as a child, uh, or uh, even 16, 17, whatever his daughter is now, uh, your parent comes to you and says, oh, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry I wasn't there for your childhood. I was, I've been traveling through time because <laughs> I'm out of time shift. Would you, as a parent, as a child, go like, 
all right, that seems like a really rational, logical excuse. I'll accept that. If I went on to the time ship? Yes. Yes. Well, of course. Be, this, that would be the excuse I would be dreaming about. I would be <laughs> like, if my, my parent is not around for me all the time, I'll be creating these like, oh, I must be traveling through time. It must be like battling dinosaurs or something. <laughs> so to find out that was true, I'd be like, great, you're off the hook. <laughs> now let me travel through time with you and then we're okay. You know? <laughs> where, where, uh, where's the first place you'd want to go in time with your parent? Ooh. Um, I would say like, I would like to see some dinosaurs. I think that would be a good like dad thing to do, right? Go That's with your cool. dad to see some dinosaurs. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be the first thing, I think. Actually, that's not a bad thing. That was actually a good deal. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Uh, you know, Dave, you know, I don't know if you know this. I haven't had a time machine. That's why I'm not, uh, you know. What? Yeah. <laughs> you're you're like, some dinosaurs? Yeah. That's right. Oh, man. Did you come back in time to befriend me or forward? Wow. I just want to. So, the storylines start coming together there when Atropos follows uh, Charlie, John, and Sarah to British Columbia and gets into a big beatdown with Sarah and Constantine. Uh, separates Charlie first and says, Hey, if you don't come with me, I'll. I'm going to kill your friends and tries to kind of browbeat her into just going with her. And Charlie shapes this into like a childlike version of herself and seems almost uh, like defeated and is almost real, almost takes her up on it. Right. I, I got the feeling that back when they were kind of fates E that that's almost close to who she was. She was the little one, you know, she was the, little sister so she reverted back to that because of that and i thought that was a good move i, I like seeing that uh yeah so we get to see sarah and john uh basically stop that from happening and uh they throw down and Atropos just kind of wipes the floor with both of them yeah and but we also get like one we think john's dead but then she's shapeshifts into john and you know has that little trickery and we get to see kind of a and i saw john constantine Yes. Like, as sexy Terminator. And, um, but then we also get an interesting moment with Sarah where she gets to see what the original one is. She's blasted back. It hurts her, but she doesn't really die. And at first I thought that was like, that's a weird thing to introduce and then not pay off. Like, don't say you can't see me without your mind exploding and then have it not work but they're obviously building up to something that maybe Sarah is like, has some ability than the other ones. So I, uh, yeah. What do you, what did you think about that? Because it was interesting. Cause like when that moment happens, we see Sarah's eyes start glowing as well. Uh, yeah. Independently of that. So something was going on inside her and I'm not, I, I'm wondering if it has anything to do with her being one of the paragons. If something during crisis ended up changing her somehow. It could be the Paragon. It could also be the fact that she's, I mean, has come back from the dead and has something to do with the Lazarus pits or something. Yeah. There could be something like linked to her initial origin of about how she's back from the dead, has, has faced death, maybe isn't quite human anymore because of that. There's some sort of like 
a distance from it. So it's an interesting build. It was one I didn't expect to see, but I'm also glad that they just noticed that I was like, no, this is unusual. She has this weird ability. We're going to find out why later. And it's, it is kind of building the stakes. Like you were saying already kind of yeah. starting. Um, and so she basically lays the beat down on everybody is able to get the, the ring uh, of the Luma fate that Charlie finds on the tree, takes it from her. And that leads her to the ring on the wave rider who arrived just in time thinking they're going to save the day. Uh, but what do you think about the fact that the looms are just rings? Yeah. I mean, it's like when they said that they like, we changed their shape to disguise them. I was, (laughs) I was like, okay, it's going to be three different things, but it's like, no, it's just going to be three rings. I, I do. (laughs) I do think this is a way to be like, Oh, we are building a loom of fate. Looms. (laughs) Looms are not TV worthy. <laughs> like they're just like big old weird machines, you know. Like they don't look great, or they're like a little thing that almost looks like a harp. I think, but they don't. Because <laughs> anytime I think of that, I just think of that movie Wanted, uh, where it had that giant loom that said, you know, that decided like who they were going to assassinate and stuff. So it's like, oh, all right. I totally forgot about that. But yeah, it would be like that. I, I just picture like the old, it like Upton Sinclair's The Jungle, you know, or something like that. <laughs> like them working at those giant looms in Lowell, Massachusetts. That's where my mind goes. It is not good. I don't know if it's going to be a satisfying reveal when they do get all three together and it's time to recreate the actual loom and you're like, ah, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> 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 well, I think we actually do get to see how the looms are going to work, and they're actually it's it's more of just it's not quite a big loom; it's just the <laughs> taking a strand out of someone. And yeah. Then... Ooh, as uh, Dave Child so uh, so mentions there, we see that uh, Atropos gets under the wave rider, and the only people that are left on there are Berod and Zari, and Zari's deep in her trance, so she's not any help. Uh, so it's up to Berod, and he at first says, like, all right, go ahead and take that out of the ring. I'm not going to get involved. But then he does try to stop Atropo, who then just says, you don't belong here, and pulls out right. a square eight, cuts it short. Yeah, that made me – I felt bad when he left because I really liked him. Like, yeah. And it made me realize, like, oh, are they just building up this guy to be a red shirt this entire season? Because he is someone who's new – but he, he's been around for quite a few episodes and he's a likable guy. Like he's a likable character. He made me want him to be on the ship for a while, you know? Which I think that was necessary because I wouldn't want it to be where he was a jerk because I yeah. feel like that's going to make you want to root for the old Zari to be back the whole time. And it made me really appreciate, I like that they made Zari a jerk. I know a lot of people, especially in the chats and stuff, didn't like the new Zari but I think it was to build up to this moment. I think the fact that like the Zari we've learned to like is now a jerk and this new guy is a good guy. It made it so we didn't want her to replace him. Like we wanted, we want him to be around. We want the stakes to be high with him. So I think it's a, it's a bummer move because I like the guy, but I also think it's a good move to bring the stakes up. That's true. I mean, because they even do the little bit earlier in the episode with Nate where they go, Oh, we're, we're wonder twins. And that part is like, all right, it's a little nod to the, the cheesiness of the old super friends, right. but it's still a cool concept that the two of them could be together 
as part of the Legends. <laughs> also, maybe go, wait a second. They know who the Wonder Twins are. Wonder Twins exist in their pop culture reference. Yeah. What are they going to do with this monkey <laughs> in the Infinite Crisis? That's right. Is that a famous monkey? Is that a famous alien monkey that was just forgotten in that? <laughs> it like, because that, that monkey's part of the Wonder Twins. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, what's happening there? Are they part of the Wonder Twins? Will they have that monkey? <laughs> uh, so, after Berad's dead, Atropos is going to get off the Wave Rider. But Sarah has the idea of getting them into the time stream. And she goes to fight Atropos. And uh, it doesn't do quite so well, but they're open up the bay doors, try to get her sucked into the time stream. And uh, Charlie comes in to help help out with that. And they end up chopping off her hand so they can keep the rings, but send yeah. Atropos into the time stream. And she's got that one-liner. She gets to have time for the one-liner. Oh, and of course. Like, oh. oh, man, come on. <laughs> just, <laughs> just cut off the hand. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, I was reading an interview in Entertainment Weekly where uh, the actress play uh, Charlie, uh, uh, the actress playing Charlie, was saying that her and the actor playing Berod had really kind of sat around and kind of talked about the relationship because mm. other than the two of them, like having it hooked up, that we kind of saw that happen off screen, right. uh, we really didn't know much about them, their dynamics, but they really, according to them, and their offset chats about building a backstory. It set up that these two characters were like best buds, uh, right. that but that then happened to just kind of like hook up every so often. So, right. uh, so I mean, I feel like oh, it's a bummer because I feel like I would have liked to see more of that relationship because if Charlie's going to have that, they might still. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a flashback in the next episode where the two of them are hanging out and like we get to see a bit more of their friendship. You know, they, they yeah. might use that device to kind of, don't you miss him? Oh, the stakes are high, you know, and, and have him come back. Yeah, because I feel like if I hear see a bunch of Charlie really angry or sad, part of me is going to be like, yeah, but I really haven't seen you guys at all together this season to get that, right. that investment that the this show wants me to have. I think the the investment with Charlie is more about the... Uh, um her family, her sisters and her dealing with her sisters and less about like avenging him and more about just, oh, I hate that I have to deal with my family. <laughs> I hate that I have to have this connection with them. And I think they're probably going to play off of my, my guess, I guess this is a prediction, but my guess is that they're going to, to use like the family dynamic to be, can she turn them into good people? Can she kind of Steven Universe this whole thing and make them into like friends rather than into villains? Or will she keep attacking them and hope that, that, that she can defeat them like with violence, you know, and with fighting? And I'm, I'm this is probably going to be an in-between moment because that's kind of a building off themes that, legends likes to do there's no really bad people there's kind of a you see that especially with dark like and and the return of damien dark and i bet yeah. it'll be hopefully kind of like that it'd be nice i mean it is interesting with this you know the the, the sisters of fate or whatever we want to call them uh basically they seem to be mad about the way that civilization has turned into now since the loom was taken away and that if the loom were still existing we wouldn't have had all these the, the crazy wars that we've had all these right. tendencies so I don't know. I don't know if I buy into all of that, 
I kind of, I don't know. I, it feels like that's more than what I think the loom is supposed to do. Well, I think they're building up the idea that they're basically gods. She even says, I'm a god. But, like, I think they're they're having the idea that, that men weren't meant to have free will. They were supposed to follow what they decide. And Charlie was the one that gave them free will by giving up the loom of fate and yeah. scattering it. So I think they're building up the idea of they want to they wanna have a world where everything is orderly and and planned out while you know we're on the side of free will and it's about everyone having the freedom to make mistakes and even if that means massive wars and such so uh before we wrap up i'd be remiss if we didn't do everybody's favorite segment the one that's as always sweeping the internets the interweb uh (laughs) where's the beef Dave Child, I know I've got a beef for this episode. Do you have a beef? My biggest beef was teasing the Supernatural crossover and not having all you needed was to have one of them. Not even all three of the leads. I just needed one of them. It could even be the angel guy just walking through. Like, I just needed one of them. And instead, they just had the car. And it wasn't enough. That was my my biggest beef. All right. Uh, mine is that sleep mat. <laughs> that sleep mat. Really, I was Son kidding. Of a bitch. <laughs> mine is uh, I really the big wish I had mine like right here to put on as you're talking, but I don't have it. Uh, mine is at the end when they do that battle. Uh, it's Charlie, Sarah, and uh, Atropos kind of fighting at the tree, and she gets up the ring. She quickly pins Charlie up against the stump of the tree with her two bone knives. Right, and. I'm also thinking, hey, um, Charlie, you're a shapeshifter, buddy. You know, you can be anything you want to be. We've seen that. We've seen you turn into a huge dragon. We know you can do it. So what's going on here, champ? So that kind of frustrated me, where she just sat there the whole time like, I can't do anything. Well, they're magic bone swords. That's that's my excuse. And they're also wielded by her sister. So maybe they're specifically kind of like stick her to one shape when they're inside of her. But I agree that they should have had well, some sort of know? shape-shifting battle. Yeah, but wouldn't you want to know that? Like, hey, uh, why, I just, uh, even a quick line, like, I can't yes. shape-shift if I'm pierced by these. Because all the time I'm thinking, like, Chelly, we know you yes. can get out of this. You're totally, yeah. you're totally correct. Because it's, it's an easy excuse, and all they need to do is say it. And that's what I'm saying is just the headcanon of the whole thing. Like, it's what I'm assume, assuming is happening. But, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm with you. Yeah. Look at that. So, uh, you uh, couldn't eat that beef. That's nice. Well, I took a nibble. I took a nibble. <laughs> and I, I'll take a little bit home for a snack. <laughs> but I do feel like, because I do feel like there's a way to explain it. But, Whenever they do that in like sci-fi or genre, just explain it then. Just say yeah. it. Have one little line that just excuses everything. But yeah. Uh, so as we get ready to wrap up, I know you kind of threw out one prediction. Do you have any other predictions? Yeah, I'm hoping we get a shapeshifter fight. Actually, now that you mention it, I think the reason why it didn't happen now is I think it's going to happen later. It's probably going to be like them shapeshifting battling, which would be kind of cool. 
I don't think it's going to be as as like Sandman-y as I would like it to be. Sandman versus the demon in yeah. the first Sandman. But I think it's going to be like, um, it's a deep comic reference for anybody who's into that. But like, I would, but I think it is going to be kind of a cool, like, you know, turn into, basically go through, what do we have in effects? Okay, we got Bebo, we got a big octopus. We got a dragon. Let's have him turn into those in the battle. <laughs> and I'm hoping that happens. Probably towards the end of the season when they have the budget. You know. Uh, what do you think the odds are that Behrad's truly dead? I think we're, we haven't seen the last of him. I think they're going to use the looms to bring him back. And I'm hoping he sticks around for a while. Uh, I could also just see him ending up we see him again, but it's in the totem with the old timeline Zari. Yeah, I'd be kind of a bummer, but I could see that happening too. I, at first, I was really kind of like, ah, I don't want this to be the last of them. But then as soon as they said, can we use the looms to bring him back? I was like, good. Yes. I hope you do. So, Yeah, because I actually thought when we saw them, uh, after we see Berod killed, but then we cut back into the, the totem, and we see the two Zaris kind of hug, and, and she's saying, hey, yeah, next time bring Bayrod. I'd love to meet him. I thought he was going to arrive right then and saying, oh, uh, true. And that's when you realize, like, oh, he's dead. And it's like, no, I can't go back with these Zaris. I'm here now. But, I mean, maybe his death because of he was cut by the fate. Maybe it's different. Maybe it's like yeah. cutting him out of, you know, his existence, you know? So that could be, that could be a different type of death. But maybe they'll explain that later. That's true. Uh, I will be interested to see what the Zari dynamic is going to be uh, like uh, in terms of who she used to be to now at the end of the episode, she's Oliver Constantine saying, I am with you every single second, every single yeah. day until we get Bayard back. So, and she's got to learn how to use her powers too. She's got to, she's in the superhero one-on-one again. Oh, there we go. Training montage. Da-da-da-da. <laughs> nice well the show did say though that they know that sarah's got some extra power so charlie's going to want to keep pursuing what that is and how to how they manage it uh and of course sarah's going to be like oh, no, no, i'm fine don't worry about it it's all good yeah so I, i'm sure i'll be quickly tired of that dynamic <laughs> i predict that that's my prediction <laughs> all right <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that's going to do it for this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. Uh, as always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. But if you want to stay in touch with either Dave or myself after the show is over, Dave, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me at Mr. Dave Child on the Twitters and the Instagrams and DaveChild.com because I'm Dave Child. You can also see Who can him at well, you'll see Dave Starbase 13 uh, uh-huh. in a couple days when he docks there for a little R&R. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, damn it, I forget the name of the planet. I was going to say, Risa? Is, is it Risa? Risa, Risa, Risa. <laughs> Go to that pleasure Risa planet. for some R&R, yeah. Mm, all right. Uh, follow, <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jackie. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. We'll be back next Wednesday night. You know, doing doing it in these times that we are doing it, uh, we need to wait for the episode to kind of stream so we can do it the next day. So we'll be back next Wednesday night at 9 o'clock right here on AfterBuzz TV. Stay home, stay safe.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.